dear congregation, welcome tonight to this special worship service to end the year 2022 together. It's important to do that together, to create awareness of what is happening, to look back upon the year, to wrap it up, to round it off, to sew it up, we say. Another 365 days have passed by, and we have lived Koram Dio, meaning before God's face, his presence. He has not closed his eyes this year. Not, never. The Lord has been looking at us, and we have lived before his face. He remembers all the details of this year. We have forgotten most of it, but the Lord remembers. And may I ask tonight, how do you feel now? Looking back upon the year, how do you feel? Pretty good? Thankful? We probably have regrets. We may suppress them. Sometimes people live like animals. Don't think. Don't feel. It's no big deal to end the year together. To begin a new one, no big deal. But we read in the Bible that we should think and be conscious of those things. Teach us to number our days, the psalmist says. Teach us, Lord, to number our days that may apply our hearts into wisdom. May it happen tonight that we are counting our days. Or Psalm 39, verse 4. Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I, that I may know how frail I am. So let's pray tonight. Lord, show me how frail I am. Or Ephesians 5, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So, we need to think. And then, as I said in a prayer, this evening is an evening also of thanksgiving. We have acknowledged the Lord for many things this evening. And you can add more to that tonight. Thanking the Lord for his blessings. But also a day and night of repentance of acknowledging our sins. And that is our main focus tonight. Knowing that we have failed. Knowing that we have sinned against all his commandments. Have not kept any of them. Because repentance to salvation is not to be repented of. May the Lord give that. And the text for this evening is therefore from Psalm 51. The main verses, the verses 3 and 4. Psalm 51, 3 and 4. For I acknowledge my transgressions. 
and my sin is ever before me against thee, the only have I sinned and learned this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. So far. New Year's evening worship. Four thoughts. New Year's evening pain. I hope there is pain in the church tonight. New Year's Eve pain. Secondly, New Year's Eve confession. I acknowledge my sins. I acknowledge my transgression. That is, that is not the same. You can have the pain and just keep it in. But also to confess it. In the third place, New Year's Eve prayer. Our text is a prayer. There are many verses in this, this, this song indicating that David is praying. And fourthly, New Year's Eve sacrifice. That is the last part of this psalm. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, broken and a contrite heart of God thou wilt not despise. New Year's Eve worship is the theme. New Year's Eve pain, New Year's Eve confession, New Year's Eve prayer, New Year's Eve sacrifice. David stole a woman. She was not his wife. She was someone else's wife. He said, get her. And he stole her. He, let me just say it, he raped her. He raped her. She couldn't say no. He was the king. Awful. He killed Uriah. He tried to cover it up at first, what he had done, and tried to bring Uriah home so that he would think that the child was his. And it worked that way. Uriah refused to go home. And David slew him with the sword of the Ammonites. David had a child from Bathsheba, and the baby died. And David tried to forget about it. But we read in the 2 Samuel 11, I believe, last, last, last verses, it displeased the Lord. And then Nathan came, right? It's kind of interesting. Nathan came. And he explained unto him what he had done with the example that you have. That was a pet to the family. The only lamb that he had bought and brought up was like a daughter. And then someone rich took that one you lamb and slaughtered it because he had visitors over. And Dave was so angry. And Nathan says, thou art that man. Right? 
and what I really don't understand is David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. But I understand that. I have sinned against the Lord. He, he saw it. He acknowledged it. He felt in his heart. And Nathan said unto David, what do you think? What would you say? So David was confounded with his sins one after the other, stealing, raping, killing, deceiving. He has confessed his sins, he said it's true. What do you think Nathan and Satan? What do you think the Lord will say now? And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also has put away thy sin. Has put away thy sin. That's unbelievable. Such an awful sinner. Such a gross sin. So blatantly. He even knew better, didn't he? And he just received the message of the, of the Lord, of Nathan. He confessed his sins, and he is healing. The Lord has also put away thy sin, thy sin. That's incredible. So what I hear is, already this evening hour, there is forgiveness for someone who is thousand times worse than Hitler. But I understand this, there is forgiveness for, let me just read home. There's forgiveness for child molesters. All justice has to be done. Absolutely. But the Lord can yet forgive them, no? So that is the theme tonight. Then we look back at this year, 2022. If you heap up all your sins before your face, there is a possibility of forgiveness. But how do we get that forgiveness? Because David experienced things now, right? He is not a machine. Some people believe this machine faith. They make it themselves. They can believe when they want to. There's, there's no, no feelings in there. There's no experiences in there. It's just, I choose to the Lord. I just have to believe it. But that's different with David. David has pain. I know this pain in this chapter. Psalm 51. His conscience was dormant before. He tried to forget it. He had some feelings yet left, as we see in Psalm 32. When I kept silence, my bones waxed all through my roaring all the day long. Also in Psalm 51, he speaks about the bones that thou hast broken. How would it feel? Do you know how it feels? Your bones are broken. 
You say, ouch, that is little hurt. It really hurts. It's really hurting David now. In his very soul, he has sinned against the holy and good living God. You know when someone says, I want to eat something, that means he is hungry, right? And if someone says, have mercy upon me, oh God, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy multitude of tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. There's a need, there's a hunger, there's a desire, there's a pain. Do you know what that pain is? That is soul's pain. Is mourning. Have mercy upon me. Blood out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly. No, David was not casually and dutifully asking for forgiveness. Maybe, maybe does he do? Maybe he say, Lord, forgive. Lord, I don't want to go to hell. Lord, I want to be saved. I want to be a savior. You do your best. You say, I have to pray that, right? That's your duty. It's also a pain behind that. The pain of sinning against such a holy and precious God. Oh, he speaks about my transgressions. My transgressions. That is one of the strongest words in the Bible. It also means to revolt, means to break away. It refers to sins you knew they were sinful. Does it happen that there are things you do and you say, I shouldn't do this. I know better. And you, you yet do them. Maybe more than once in this past year. Transgression revolting, breaking with the Lord, breaking his law, in spite of his goodness. Oh, that is the pain he feels. He needs mercy. He could not live without being thoroughly washed anymore. He needs to be cleansed of his, uh, of his entire soul. He was thirsty. And he's in the land that he did not know what it is. It weighs on him. It really weighs on him. His heart is broken. We say it in daily language. He is a wreck. He is contrite. Contrite means in pieces. Crushed. Broken. And that's what he has. He has no joy anymore. And he speaks of blood guiltiness. He realizes what his sin is like. Not just a mistake. It is iniquity. It is crooked. It is missing the point. But also transgression. Broken. Oh, thou art that man. That arrow was sharp. And that gave me sharp pain. However... That's better than covering it up. That feels in a way good. 
Don't get me wrong. Nothing is solved. When someone confesses his sins, it's less painful. Some give some relief. So he's honest, and he doesn't want to hide anymore. He doesn't want to pretend any longer. He has enough of all the faking. But there was pain, a great need, a suffering. And how is that with us tonight? Are we still holding it in? Keeping it silent? Not confessing it? Trying to just ignore the pain? It is pain at all. Or is it not time tonight to realize what they did and to also come to the Lord's face and seek him to have our sins removed? Oh, therefore, hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Nathan said, he asked a question. He was asking a question. Wherefore, wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord? Wherefore? Why, David? And why? What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore? When I looked that it should bring four grapes, brought it for wild grapes. Therefore, also a question for us tonight. Therefore, did you despise the Lord's commandment? Therefore, did you despise his word? Therefore, did you despise his day? Therefore, did you despise his son? May the Lord give that you may be pricked in your heart. Right? It's painful, right? And so David here is also experiencing that pain. Pricked in the heart. Therefore, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand sorted all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? See, it's from Isaiah 50. Therefore, why? O generation, see ye the Lord, see ye the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness unto Israel, a land of darkness? Therefore, say my people, we will come no more unto thee. Pain. Let's go to the second, second part. New Year's evening confession. Verse 4. Verse 3. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me, constantly on his mind. I suppose even after Nathan had said, the Lord has passed by his sins. That was objectively spoken to him, but I don't think he really experienced it. I think Psalm 51 is from, be, from after that. 
and he is confessing his sins against thee thee only have I sinned is that true? has David only sinned against the Lord? he has also sinned against Bathsheba not he has sinned against Uriah not he has sinned against that baby not he has sinned against many people. He has blasphemous. I know, but he just says, I against thee, the only have I sinned. Why is that? I just say only to the Lord. Well, although we also sin against people and harm people, and I, I, I agree, when you die, you have to give account not to people, but to the Lord. To the Lord only. That's in fact all that counts. Sinning against Him. That is the core issue. That's the heart of it. And they see that tonight. Looking back, we see it. We have sinned against him only, especially against thee, the only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Sin against people is one thing, but sin against God, the Holy One, in his sight, Coram Deo, who's always looking, always deserves perfection. that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clean when thou judgest. Maybe, young people, that is hard for you. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. So the Lord is speaking, right? You understand that? That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. Lord, when, when the Lord speaks, then he is always just. But he says something is always fair. It's always righteous. It's, not, it's never exaggerated. It's never minimized either. When the Lord speaks, it is just. And therefore we must justify the Lord. And say, Lord, whatever thou wilt do with me, it is just. Even if I have to go to hell, it is just, Lord. I deserve it. That thou mightest be justified, God, that the Lord may be justified when thou speakest. So when you speak tonight in your personal prayer, say, Lord, I justify. Whatever happened in my life, whatever the consequences are, it is all my own fault. It is all because of my sins. Don't look at others against thee only. You know, when you sin against people, they have also mistakes. They've also sinned. But the Lord has not. So it is especially sin against him. 
that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clean when thou judgest. So when the Lord is doing things, he does things in a clear way, in a fair way. So when thou judgest, he is clear. And we should say, Lord, thou art clear from me. I have nothing to say. The Lord is blameless. So tonight, when you close the day tonight on your your knees, say, Lord, all the consequences of sin I have experienced in this last year, I have deep down my own sins. Don't tell the Lord that he's doing something wrong. Please. May you come to your senses and that you may be also bringing that in an honest way, not faking it. Is David defending himself? He says in verse 5, I was, ho- I was shapen in iniquity and in sin that my mother conceived me. What is he saying in verse 5? He saying, Lord, I can't help it. I'm a sinner. I was born that way. It's my character. It's all my hormones. It's my abuse. It's my... Is David saying, well, I can't help it. I was shaped in iniquity, in sin that my mother conceived me. My mother was not at fault, but I was already a sinner in the womb. Is he defending himself? Not at all. He's saying, Lord, it is not just my behavior. It is not just that I'm doing things wrong. I am a sinner. I am here inside. He's a sinner. And that's why. So no blaming of anyone else. Only blaming of yourself. And saying, Lord, I justify thee. But then to acknowledge how deep we have fallen and how awful our sins are. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin that my mother conceived me. Say it tonight. Repeat after David tonight. May the Holy Spirit come with it. But begin to say those things. And say, Lord, that is me. I have sinned against thee. And then the third part, David's New Year's Eve prayer, actually our New Year's Eve prayer. What is he asking now? What's his desire? Well, you can go through this whole psalm and see what his prayer is, right? Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. O oh God, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. There's a desire. He has prayer. 
So he's not only in pain. He is not just feeling sorry for himself. He is not only saying that he was wrong. He confesses his sins before the Lord. And he also prays for forgiveness. And do you see that? He believes in that. According to thy loving kindness. He says, Lord. By the way, he does not say anything about his particular sins in this chapter. About Uriah or Bathsheba. It's against the Lord. But he believes in that mercy, in that forgiveness of God. Nathan told him that the Lord had passed by his transgressions. And he is pleading on him. Although Nathan told him already, he's pleading. He's not a machine. Have mercy upon me. In pain. In faith. I, I know this faith, don't you? He's believing. He has such high thoughts of God. According to thy loving kindness. You know that word, right? Loving kindness is made of earth. And it covers God's love and faithfulness and goodness. It's all in there. Oh, Lord, thy loving kindness. Some say steadfast love. It's all in there. Love and steadfastness and faithfulness. And he also speaks of the multitude of thy tender mercies. Multitude. I may say it so tonight. I may preach you tonight. There is nothing good about us. We all deserve eternal condemnation. But at the same time, and I preach you, there is a merciful God. Such a merciful God that if you come with your ropes around your neck, like the, the servants of Benedict said, come with the rope around your neck, and shoulder the, the, the king. That's what they deserve. Those kings are merciful kings, the servants of Benazza. And so the Lord is a merciful God. You don't have to be afraid of him. In spite of all your sins and shortcomings, don't flee away from him. This last day of the year, come to him and say, Lord, I heard about David. I heard about David that he was stealing and raping and killing. And he was saved. What a mercy. Have mercy upon me, O oh God. Oh, I may preach tonight God's loving kindness. He is a covenant Jehovah. He has sent his only son the Lord Jesus Christ as a sacrifice of sin. 
and is not a little bit, but a multitude of tender mercies. A multitude is so much as just a thousand Hitlers can be saved. Whoever they ever have done. And as I said, just to shock you, child molesters, right? So, people killing babies, abortionists, they can be saved. It's amazing. So bow your knees tonight and remind the Lord of his word. New Year's prayer. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inner parts. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 7. <coughs> David desires to be whiter than snow. He wants all his sins removed. Not only a few. And he knows that the Lord can do that. The Lord can purge and clean, cleanse, and wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He's praying for forgiveness. Yeah. But there's more. Verse 8. Make me to hear joy and gladness. The bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. You know, David has sinned this awful sin. I should say awful sins. Why do we sing those psalms? Why did those psalms, those psalms make it to the worship service? Because this psalm is not about one or two of us. But this psalm is about everyone. You're all shaped in iniquity. You're all transgressors. And David is a child of the Lord already. And he has experienced in the past a deep, real, heavenly joy. And that's gone. So he's asking the Lord to give that joy back to him. Lord, make me to hear joy and gladness. It would be something. If you could leave this ye behind you with the joy of forgiveness. And say, Lord, I have made a mess of it again. It's, it's awful what I did. Yes, transgressions. I don't blame the Lord. I bow under it. But Lord, give me the joy and the gladness of that salvation that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Who is asking, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities and if a stand create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me, a new heart. He does not only want his heart to be fixed and repaired and painted and 
whatever. He wants a new heart. I need a new heart. I need something of the changing work of the Spirit in me. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Don't only forgive. Give me also that renewing spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence, verse 11, like Cain, right? Remember Abel and Cain? Cain was bad. Or think of King Saul. The Lord took away his spirit and took away joy and took away his common grace. So cast me not away from thy presence as I deserve. He said, Lord, if thou wilt cast me away, I justify thee in thy words. I justify thee when thou speakest. But there is also a hunger for that healing power of God's grace to have that joy again. Oh, that is a very special joy. Do you know, do you know about the joy? The Lord tells you that he passed by your sins. Because of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Is she not speaking about that? Look at verse 14. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of? Thou God of? My salvation. So he is pleading and lamenting. And begging the Lord. But he also has faith in the Lord. And he knows of the God of my salvation. So that, that will be something tonight. If you could just turn the page to the new year with a clean slate. And then you could say, Lord, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to worry. It's all washed away. Oh God of my salvation, deliver me from blood guiltiness. That's his desire. That is his faith. And then New Year's Eve sacrifice. Congregation, look at the second part of verse 14. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. So he's asking the Lord, Lord, deliver me, and I will sing about it. And he continues in verse 15, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. What does that entail? He feels this qualified for speaking about God and salvation 
he feels so unworthy. His life has been such a mess that he should have his mouth closed and not say anything anymore. But he says, Lord, open thou my lips. See that? So I have to, I have to think about the Apostle Paul, the chief of the sinners, a murderer also, right? He went to Damascus to also have those people delivered to us, a persecutor, and also kill people. And he became an apostle. And David, the Lord said to him, Thou shalt not die. Open thou my lips. So maybe there's some people tonight that say, I can't say much. I can't deliver that message. I can never be an evangelist. I can never be an elder. I can never be a pastor. I can't. It was, it was too bad. It, I'm too evil. Too many things have happened. See that? Oh, Lord, open down my lips. And my mouth shall show for thy praise. Then people have been there. They understand, right? I mean, <clears throat> let me just see what I'm get here. Reclaimed poachers Make the best gamekeepers. So when people are poachers and they kill animals against the law, they know how to evade the authority. Right? But then when they come to their senses and they can be the best gamekeepers, is they know the tricks. And so when people like David and Saul, Paul, they, they have deep experiences and they can be just good tools in the hands of the Lord. Lord, open thou my lips. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it that the light is not in burnt offering. So David understands that, that we need more than burnt offerings. And then he is speaking about a different sacrifice, the sacrifice of a broken heart, of a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. May the Lord give us that tonight, that broken heart, and that sacrifice. Sacrifice? You mean, can we pay the Lord with being crushed and broken and contrite? Can we just have some bonus points when we know our sins well and we really feeling bad ourselves? So to please the Lord with the knowledge of your sins? 
No. That does not work. But this is something else. This broken contract heart is what? Is that you have nothing to pay. That you have nothing to offer. That you can't please the Lord in any possible way, shape or form. That you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even a tear. Not even an impression. Absolutely nothing. That is pleasing to the Lord. But you lose all the self-righteousness and all the religion and all your feeling good. And that you have nothing left but Jesus only. He is the sacrifice. He, through him, the Lord gives mercy. In him is a multitude of tender mercies. But David also knows that what he has done has damaged the church, has, it's not only his reputation, it's also what he did to God's church on earth. People are talking about it. And that's what he says in verse 18, do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness. So you have to also realize there are walls of Jerusalem. There's a church. And David understands what he has done. And he is praying the Lord. To not let the church fall, but to keep the church and to keep the walls up. And he will. In spite of everything that's happening in church, the Lord is faithful. And the Lord is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. In spite of all the sins. The Lord makes yet to he joy and gladness, and the bones which does broken rejoice. Or may the Lord give that rejoicing in him. Congregation, we read in God's words, Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrow to repentance, for ye were made sorry after a godly manner that he might receive damage by us in nothing. See? Some people say, don't preach like that. That hurts. That is turned apart. Then people leave the church crying and discouraged. No, no. No. That ye might receive damage by us in nothing. It is not damaging. It is just the word. And it brings on the knees. It brings God glory. It brings gladness. A humble gladness. Rejoicing in the Lord. With trembling. Congregation, we are going to end.
This is the last day of the year. And this evening uh, takes some time, maybe half an hour, 15 minutes, takes some time to contemplate this song and to bring it before the Lord and that you may also feel that pain and do that confession. Don't forget it. Confess it. Don't only agree with it. Confess it. And pray and seek for his glory because he is a God of loving kindness and there is a multitude of tender mercies. Amen.